Someone once told me I was their spiritual peace and comfort. I responded by saying, thank you, but I'm more like a resource. Christ is the source. Let's talk about it. In today's cruel culture and wounded world, you deserve some good news. Jesus has taken the punishment for every single person that's in this room. He put the curse in reverse. And just like Adam turned a garden into a grave, Jesus turned a grave into so a garden. So now it's just grace upon grace upon grace and favor upon favor upon favor. But we're still here. And we're still standing. And we got Jesus, so we've got the victory. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Preacher Think where I take thoughts downloaded from God and his word and upload them to you via the lens of grace and kingdom. I am your host, Chad Joyner, and I am excited to talk about what it is that we're going to talk about today. And I want to focus on this thought. Someone once told me I was their spiritual peace and comfort. I responded, thank you, but I'm more like a resource. Christ is the source. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Christ being the true source of spiritual peace and comfort and how as believers, we get to be a resource or a distribution center in the earth to allow Christ in and through us to uh, express that spiritual peace and comfort. I think we got to look at a few things first. First, we need to know the true source of spiritual peace and comfort. True spiritual peace and comfort are not peace via the things of this world or the comfort of this world that the world tries to give us because those things are fleeting and those things are temporary. Uh, True spiritual peace and comfort, it's a whole lot deeper, uh, more meaningful than just things that give us temporary or fleeting comfort and peace. And believers, we get to be, we don't have to be, but we get to be resources or uh, spiritual, I guess you would say, distribution centers in the earth where we get to express that deeper inner peace that we already have via the Holy Spirit living in us. And we get to participate with Christ in the earth, operating in the dominion and the borrowed influence given us by God. The reason I say borrowed influence is because we don't have any influence in and of ourselves spiritually, but the good spiritual influence that we do have comes from the Christ that lives in us as believers. And I think peace eludes so many believers because looking at their, their, their eyes are focused on looking at things from an earthly perspective and they're looking at the creation rather than looking at the creator. The creator of all of the universe, God himself, he is the master crafter of spiritual peace and comfort. Listen to what the Bible says about this from John, the 16th chapter, the 32nd through the 33rd verse. Now, listen, I'm going to give you again a lot of scripture, a lot of Bible to support these things that I'm saying about spiritual peace and comfort and how Christ is the source and we get to be the resource. Again, from John, the 16th chapter, the 32nd and 33rd verse, it says this, by this time, but the, or rather, but the time is coming and indeed it is here now 
when you will, when we, when you will be scattered, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples here, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the father is with me. I have told you all this, listen, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And because he's overcome the world and we're in Christ and Christ is in us, that's why we can take heart that we can overcome any manner of ill issues or trials or tribulations or temptations because we live in Christ and Christ lives in us. He is our spiritual peace and we find that true spiritual peace, as the verse says, it is in him. True peace is found in Jesus. And again, it's not a temporary peace. It's not a peace that comes and goes. It's not a peace that's going to leave us. It is an eternal, constant, substantial, vital, energizing peace that lives on the on the inside of us. It's a peace that can never be revoked. Hebrews 13, 5 tells us that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And when I say he, I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus is peace personified. So if he's peace personified, he's personified as peace within us and he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And because of that, that means that peace, the source of peace never leaves us. It never forsakes us. But, and rather we need to understand that it's something that won't be revoked. It's something that's given to us as a gift and it's produced from the inside and it flows out so that we can carry it and it will never be removed. It's not something that we produce in and of ourselves, but it's something that we get to bear. It's something that we get to carry. And in the farewell discourse, as Jesus is about to leave his, be done with his earthly ministry, leave earth, ascend back to heaven, he reassured the disciples of this in John 14, 27, where he says, I am leaving you with a gift, the peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or don't be afraid. The peace that Jesus gives us, the true spiritual peace that he offers us and gives us and that we now possess because we receive the life of Christ, it is not a peace that the world is even able to fathom, much less try to give to us in a way that's eternal, in a way that's substantial. Again, it's fleeting and it's temporary, but the peace that Jesus gives and the peace that he is on the inside of us is eternal. And he produces this peace in us that we get to bear, that we learn that in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, where it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, kindness. There is no law against these things. And the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit producing this fruit in us is that he is the one who produces it. We can't produce anything in and of ourselves. We are the vine, we are the branches and Jesus is the vine. And as we are connected to the vine, we can produce fruit because if you lop a branch off of a tree or if you cut a, a branch off of a, a, a of a vine, all you've got is a dead dry twig. It can't produce any fruit in and of itself. 
it has to be connected. So as we are connected to the source, as we are connected to Jesus with this beautiful vine and branches relationship or, or limb to a tree type of a relationship, he's the one who produces fruit on the inside of us that we get to bear or rather that we get to carry not for us not just for us and for our own benefit and for ourselves but we get to carry to express to others to share with others and notice it is the fruit of the holy spirit not the fruits of the holy spirit oftentimes when you come across this verse of scripture individuals will pluralize it and put an s on the end but it's not the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It is simply the fruit, one fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's like having one fruit with nine different flavors, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness, self-control. It's one fruit that is produced in us that we get to bear for our own benefit and for others. And not only does he give the believer peace, he also becomes our peace. And I love the fact that he becomes our peace because I once heard a, a, a gentleman say, you know, I love that God gives us or not just gives us what we need, but he is and has become everything we need because, you know, we're prone to lose things. And he went on to say, you know, I was on the golf course the other day and I had a really, really nice pair of sunglasses that someone gave me. And I left those sunglasses on the golf cart when I left the golf course because we're prone to lose things. We're prone to leave things. So the fact that that God has not just given us peace, but becomes our peace. That is so vitally important because if he just gave us peace, we could lose it somewhere. We might set it down somewhere and forget about it. But the fact that he not only gave us peace and has become our peace is crucially important. And scripture says it like this in Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace who has made the two groups, Jews and Gentiles he's talking about, he's made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. And the peace we possess now, the, the peace that we possess is goes beyond the comprehension of our human minds. I am convinced that in our human minds and our own human ability, that if we knew everything that God knows, our own little old human minds would explode. And that's why we have parameters like times and time rather and, and level of bandwidth within our mind, the amount of information that we can hold on to, the amount of revelation that we can hold on to and be able to process at a given time so that our human mind doesn't explode. But the peace we possess goes beyond the comprehension of our human mind. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says it this way. Don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Listen, here it is. Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This means in order for us to thrive in this peace, this peace that not only he gives, but this peace that he has become on the inside of us, we must relinquish our right to understand it and simply by faith, trust that it is as good as it promises to be. In order to truly operate and maneuver in the peace in which God not only gives, but is on the inside of you, believer, you got to relinquish your right to understand it all. And again, just simply by faith, just simple believism, 
Simply believe that the faith that God gives, the peace that he gives, the peace that he has become and is on the inside of us simply is as good as the scripture and as he says it is. And as kingdom citizens that possess this peace, we need to realize that as being set at set a right or set at peace with God, that's got nothing to do with religion. It's got nothing to do with rituals of the church or traditions of church culture, culture or even family culture that's been passed down over the years or any of that. It's because the reason that we possess this is because we received the life of Christ and at the reception of the life of Christ, our spiritual geography has changed. We have been changed from being in Adam, the fallen man, and we have been moved over and placed into being in Christ, the risen Savior, via the Holy Spirit. Romans 14, 17 says it this way, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but it's about righteousness and peace and joy, and it's located in the Holy Spirit. So when we were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, when we were moved, when our spiritual geography changed at the reception of Christ, when we got saved, when we were moved out of Adam and placed into Christ via the Holy Spirit, when we when that happened, the kingdom of God, again, not being a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy, which is located in the Holy Spirit, that's when we got that peace on the inside of us that now resides in us. And again, not just given to us, but has become our peace. Again, Colossians 1.13 says it this way, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. And again, at that transference, when Christ came to live on the inside of us, he didn't just give us peace, he became our peace. And being filled with the peace of God by the source of peace, Jesus himself, it only is enhanced, for lack of a better term, by the spirit of peace that reminds us of the comfort that we possess via the peace that Jesus brings by living on the inside of us. John 14, 26 says it this way, but the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus speaking, the one that God's going to send in my place to represent me and to act on my behalf, he will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall, he will remind you of or bring you into remembrance of everything that I have told you. So the spirit of peace that lives on the inside of us is just enhanced by the by Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit just enhances what Jesus is or has become on the inside of us. So again, the source of comfort is not us in and of ourselves. The source of true spiritual comfort is, or the true spiritual peace is Jesus. And the source of true spiritual comfort is the Holy Spirit. And since we are indwelled by Holy Spirit, we get to be, we don't have to be, we get to be the resource or the distribution centers in the earth, if you will. Guys, what we've got to understand, every single one of you who are watching this podcast right now, if you have received the life of Christ, you have not been called to be a cul-de-sac hoarding what God has produced in you to bear. 
We have been, we are meant to be conduits or channels rather where heaven can flow to invade, to impact and to influence the earth. God desires to show up and show out and to remain relationally in and with all who have received him. Everyone who has received Christ Jesus, he desires to show up and to show out and to continually remain within those individuals working in and through them, flowing in the earth to show everybody that you are loved, you are accepted, you are included, and this is available to anyone and everyone. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says it this way, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We are the ambassadors of Christ in the earth that get to be, again, resources, not the source, but resources or distribution centers of all that he desires to offer in the way of spiritual peace and comfort. We get to participate with Jesus and what he is doing in the earth. He wants us to. And I and listen, I know that it's been taught, albeit it's been taught in error and it's been taught out of context. John 3.30, we've been taught that less of me and more of you, God, or none of me and all of you. And yes, those are classical Christian cliches that we have used, Christianese, we like to call it. We have used in church culture, John. But what but we got to understand is, is when we say less of me and all of you or none of me and all of you, that is not true. John 3.30 in context is referring to the ministry of John the Baptist, the ministry of repentance that he was proclaiming. It was about that fading off the scene as the earthly ministry of grace and truth was coming to the forefront. The ministry of Jesus was coming to the forefront in the earth. It's not about us not participating with Christ in what he's doing in the earth. It's not about us letting go and letting God and just just letting God do everything because I think far too often that's a cop out because of the fear that has just invaded our lives and so many of us end up aborting our potential and purpose rather than putting our hand to the plow of his plan for our lives. No, it's not all of God and none of me. It's 100% God and it's 100% me in Christ Jesus fully compatible in beautiful union, one in spirit, yoked together, never to be broken apart because we've got a love between us that is unshakable, that is unbreakable, and we are together expanding the kingdom of God in the earth. It is not that he needs our help, but it is that he wants us to participate with him in what he is doing in the earth. Remember, we are not participating to earn anything from God. You can't earn anything from God. Everything that God gives is a gift. He has given us the gift of Jesus. He's given us the gift of salvation. He's given us the gift of spiritual comfort. He's given us the gift of peace. We don't earn anything from God. Everything we get from God is a gift. But here's the thing. We've got everything that we need for life and godliness. We can't earn anything from God. But listen. He's opposed to earning, but he is not opposed to effort. 
We get the opportunity to put forth effort in participating in what Jesus is doing in the earth out of opportunity, not out of obligation. We don't have to do one thing. We don't have to do anything, but we get to do what it is that we do in the earth. We are motivated. We are inspired to do what we do in the earth by the Holy Spirit within us, giving us and being in us the spiritual peace and the spiritual comfort, the assurance, the acceptance that we've always longed for and wanted and needed. We have that in Jesus and him being that in us reassures us that we can be again our authentic genuine selves, him being operating via his nature and his character through our personality. We're motivated and we're inspired to do what it is that we do in the earth with Christ Jesus, not because we have to, but because we get to, not out of obligation, but out of opportunity. And maybe we should just ask ourselves some questions to help motivate and inspire us to be the change agents that we've really been made to be in the earth. And I've got a couple of them here and I just want to share with you. Maybe these are some things that we can ask ourselves that, that, that will help us in the way of motivation and inspiration to just be not so much to do anything, but to just be what Christ has made us to be. Maybe we should ask ourselves this question. Am I expressing and exhibiting spiritual peace and comfort to the world around me? Am I allowing Christ's spiritual peace and comfort in and through me to invade, impact, influence my home, my neighborhood, my community, and my job? Does the atmosphere of a room change when I enter in even though I enter in in a humble yet positive way and a powerful way, does the atmosphere of the room change? I hope that your answer to these questions is a resounding yes. But if it's not a resounding yes, no worries. It's okay. Just begin to trust that Christ in and through you can do those things. And it's best cultivated in just being relationally intentional, not religiously invasive. This is not a religious act. It's not a pious act. It's not a law-based act. It's a grace-based, grace-filled, Jesus-filled, motivational, inspirational act or action that flows from a, a knowing of your nature and your character in Christ Jesus as a son or a daughter of God. So, are we anybody's spiritual peace and comfort in the earth? No, not in and of ourselves. We are a resource, but Christ is the source working in and through us. Conduits and channels in the earth where his love, his grace, his mercy and faith and kingdom flows in and through us where we get to express it and exhibit it to all people in all places, all of the time. Well, we're about to run out of time, but I hope that we you've enjoyed the show today. We hope that you're gonna connect with us and we hope that you continue to live out your life at the pace of grace. God bless. Wanna share the good news? You can support Preacher Thing by sharing it with everyone using the share button. You can stay connected to Preacher Thing via Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and various podcast streaming platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what the gospel has done for you, message us or leave them in the comment section.
You can also email us at preacherthink at gmo.com. Thanks for tuning in.